The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name and happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. Power Trip of Wrestling. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today, very special guest, former WWE superstar, three-time WWE hardcore champion, former Tough Enough One winner. He is Mr. Maven Huffman. Maven, welcome hey. to Two Man Power Trip. What's, How you doing? What's up, John? How are you, buddy? Very good. What's been going on in your world? What have you been up to? I, I, that, <laughs> living the uh, the regular man's life these days. i uh, got a, a normal nine to five now. And it's actually turned into more of like a nine to seven. So um, definitely a lot different than the uh, the days of, of traveling the world and, and seeing everything. But, you know, I, I still get to do a, a small amount of stuff in the wrestling world. And that, that keeps me, I, I don't want to say sane, but it definitely keeps that itch scratched that I have for the business. And of course, ISPW on march 25th <laughs> in totowa new jersey speaking right. of the small wrestling stuff you still do i mean they're getting pretty big time here but ispw yeah. ispwwrestling.com what's going on in totowa on the 25th 
Well, I am managing uh, Danny Morrison, you know, uh, Danny Dory from his ECW days. Yep. And I have, to, I have to tell you, you know, um, every now and then I get to, to work with someone that I go back from my days of being just a strict fan. And, you know, I get to, you know, mark out in a way. And Danny's one of those guys. Danny's one of those, those wrestlers that I, I not only respected him so much, you know, from just his, I mean, he's had such a long career um, in the business, but one of those guys that once I got to know him, and I didn't actually know him before my time with ISPW, but uh, just a better guy. Just, you, you meet, I, I meet a lot of guys and, and, you know, some people, you know, uh, are better in person, some are worse, but Danny's right. one of those guys that he's just a better human being than he is a wrestler. And he's one hell of a wrestler. So um, I'm enjoying my time, not only with, uh, with, with ISPW and with Tommy, but with definitely loving working with Danny. I was watching your friend of mine, Tommy Fierro. I was watching some of ah, his, uh, his you know, virtual signings and stuff. And I see Nunzio mm-hmm. doing one. And all of a sudden you oh, yeah. come in and you and, and Danny <laughs> come in. I was like, oh, this is great. Right. I mean, great stuff. Just interrupting him. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah was good yeah, this, this, another guy. I actually got to got to uh, work with Nunzio back when we were in WWE together. Another guy, just a hell of a guy. Um, and But the fact that he's still able to you know, he still looks the exact same. You know, people tell me all the time, you know, you still look like you did back then. I don't think I do, but they do. So sure. He literally looks the exact same as he did 20 years ago. I don't know what water he's drinking, but I want some of it. I know that much. <laughs> Are you having fun though? Still in wrestling? You know, cause they say, you know, after a while you lose the fun. You're still having fun doing it. I, and, and I'm, and that happened to me. I actually lost my desire for it. I lost the, uh, and the way you know anything's a job is, for me, uh, th- am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Sure, or, go for uh, it, yeah. Th- like, this, like I, I live life pretty basic and pretty simple. If when my alarm goes off in the morning, if I yell fuck, then I don't need to be doing what I'm doing. You know, and I got to the point to where anytime I knew I had a show or anything wrestling-wise coming up, I would be like, fuck, you know, I don't want to do this. And that's how I knew I'd lost the desire to, to do it. Um, my job I'm at now, when my alarm goes off, I, 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 I don't, it doesn't bother me to have to get up and, and get ready and come in. I'm doing something new, but I love the people I work with and I love the challenges, the daily challenges that it gives. Um, and working with ISPW and working with Tommy, it's given me that love back for the business. So that I mean, I don't want to say I lost it because when you lose something, you know, you – it just let's say it went on hiatus my love for the business went it went on a a brief you know couple year hiatus that might have been due to bitterness a little bit um i obviously i think there's not one any professional wrestler that looks at their their career and and thinks hey you know what they did the right amount with me no everybody thinks they should do yeah should do more with them um but i you know i'm in that camp i really think that that in some ways um, the WWE dropped the ball with me, not, not due to anything they did. I played a huge part in that as well, but you know, it's where I'm satisfied in a lot of aspects of my, my, my career. There's a lot of aspects I'm not, I'm unsatisfied with. Um, and you know, I was ready for a while to just be like, it's over, it's done. My body's beat, beat all to hell. I don't want to go through what it takes to be ring shape anymore. Um, I'd rather just, you know, embark on new challenges. 
Um, and then, and then, you know, Tommy came around. Um, I did some stuff with, uh, with, with Matt, um, um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers mm-hmm. with, uh, their creative pro and with their, their major figure podcast. And it just, it re-sparked that love I had, had in the business. Yeah. When you, when you originally got in, like when you're doing tough enough, did mm-hmm. you think that like, okay, I'm just going to try this. Or did you think like, Oh, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm <laughs> like, what was like the thought process? Bro. I, yeah. If you would have asked me back in 2000, how do you become a wrestler? That would have yeah. been tantamount to asking, how do you become an astronaut? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell knows? You know, <laughs> I had no clue. I mean, and you know, yeah, the internet existed back then, but to say that we had the the search engines and the the use of finding out information that we do now, it just wasn't the case. Um, so I knew to become a wrestler, you had to go to wrestling school. But then what takes over after that? How do you pro- progress from that point? Who the hell knows? So when the tough enough angle came about, um, I'd always wanted to do it. My buddies knew that I should do it. I came off of, uh, you know, a college baseball career and still had that competitive fire, you know, within me. And, you know, I, I, and it, we laugh about it still. I heard J, JR, you ever want to be a wrestler? And I was like, yes, I literally was like, he was talking to me and fast forward to getting to, um, I sent the video. Oh my God. If you've ever seen the video I sent in, it's, it's a, it's a minute to a minute and a half of the most embarrassing shit any human <laughs> being could ever put down. I'm not kidding when I say this. Hold on. I'm dead serious. I'm first and foremost reading the, you, you know, the torch, pro wrestling torch. Yep. I'm reading the torch. I put it down like I'm interrupted. This is in my video for Tough Enough. Right. And then go into my spiel. And it's one of those things that I'm sure you do. You look back on stuff. From your oh, youth, yeah. and, you, and, and oh, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well, that's yep. one of the things that's embarrassing to me. But I get to New York, and I see all these just jacked up meatheads, and and I mean guys that are like six five, you know, probably two sixty. Look, you know, look like they were just chiseled out of gr- look like a bunch of Batistas there. Right, right. And I I show up, and I'm like, I mean, at the time, I'm a sixth grade school teacher. I'm six two probably 190 pounds i mean i'm in, i'm in decent shape but i'm in like like a former college athlete shape you know i'm definitely not ripped and, you know ready to go on live television and i'm like i need to leave right now this is not me and um i stuck it out and, and um you know I mean, once i won tough enough i realized that yeah there's a lot of things within professional wrestling that can be taught but there's some things that they can't teach. And I think what made um, made me have the upper hand was I had the intangibles at the time that you can't teach somebody, you know, whereas a body can be got, you know, you can, you can teach someone how to diet. You can teach someone how to work out properly. You can teach someone how to do all the moves. I tell people all the time, the moves are the easy part in wrestling, but the psychology of it, that's, that's the, that's the part that separates the Danny, Danny Morrison, the, the Al Snows, the, I mean, they're just the amazing, amazing workers, Triple H, you know, Batista, even you, know, you guys like that. That's what separates them. When you won, were you just shocked that you won? Because like you said, you got six, five meatheads and like yeah. physical man types. Were you, were you floored? Like, wow, I can't believe I won this thing. Like, obviously they're seeing something maybe you didn't even, didn't even see in yourself. 
I don't know if, if shocked is the, the right word. I want to say scared. Mm. Scared for the fact that I knew at that moment, right then, my life was never going to be the same. You know, you, you have uh, times in your life, we all do, where we know that like, after this day, life's not going to be once it, what it once was. Yep. You know, I mean, I, lo I lost my mom in 04. Uh, she was with her battle with cancer. And the day that she passed, I knew the life that I had before this, I'll never have that again in any way, shape, or form. That's what it was when they called my name with Tough Enough. I knew I'll never have this life that I had you know, pre-Tough pre Enough ever again. Whether that's a good ride or a bad ride, it, it still remains to be seen at the time, but it'll just never be the same. Now, you know, when, when I went to Tough Enough, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, Tough Enough got a bad rap. And it got a bad rap in the aspect of um, everyone thought it was the easy way to the business, you know. Yeah. Now, what it was was exposure. It was getting eyes on you that probably wouldn't be on you otherwise. Whereas normally most guys had to, you know, cut their teeth in high school gymnasiums riding the road riding you know up and down wrestling for 50 bucks you know sometimes 50 dollars would be a hell of a payday right whereas tough enough got you through that but when we got there i mean it was pretty much a wrestling boot camp i tell people all the time 13 people started off on tough enough eight quit eight said this isn't what i you know this was my dream it's not anymore i want to go back to what i was doing well john i quit my job sold my car and cancel the lease on my apartment. If I didn't win tough enough, I was moving back in with my mom. So the option of quitting never crossed me. It literally never crossed my mind. The only way I would have quit tough enough was um, an injury. You know, an injury would have had to take me out. And speaking of that, you want to know the, the thing that I'm most proud of with my tough enough run? Yeah. It's not even the fact that I won because what, what tough enough also proved was once you go through the the system, um, win or win or not, if you showed promise, the WWE was going to take a chance on you. They were going to give you a job. Um, I and I'm I thought that was that showed a lot of class with them. I mean, think about it. From my class, from my uh, tough enough one, I won. But Josh Matthews got a job and is still in the business. Uh, Chris Chris Harvard, Chris Chris Nowinski, immediately got a wrestling job and was uh, down in OVW within months, um, you know, and obviously with, with what happened with him, uh, you know, with the concussions and stuff. I mean, I think, you know, life needed him in a different, uh, a different venue than professional wrestling and my hat's off to everything he's meant to, you know, to the world of, you know, of CTE. So I could not be happier. I, I love when I see Chris doing interviews and I'm like, man, I, I beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, got him. But the like, so even if I wouldn't have won tough enough, I, I still wholeheartedly believe I would have had a job in the WWE. It might not have been, you know, I might have been in developmental a little longer, but you know, so I already went that far. Um, you know, I would have seen it through. Yep. Even recently, Mandy Rose didn't win it, but she's from Tough Enough World, and look where she is, NXT champion. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and you know. Tough enough, what I'm most proud of, what I was alluding to a few seconds ago, 
um, everyone in Tough Enough. You know, when, when you get into into the wrestling world, I remember the Hardys came in, Hardys and Lita at the time, and they said one thing that was the honest to God truth. They said, right now, how if wrestling is your career, if you choose this and this is what you do for the next 20, 30 years of your life, how you feel right now is the best you'll ever feel again in the rest of your life. And I don't think, you know, my 24-year-old brain wrapped I was like, I, I feel great, you know. I'm yeah. in aches and pains, but, you know, nothing I can't get over. But they were right. <laughs> it, that's the best I've ever felt since then. And it, it's just constant. You're going to be hurting all the time. And what I'm proudest of is through Tough Enough, I never took off one day. I never took off one exercise. I never sat out one drill due to injury. And that's what I'm most proud of. That right there. Not even the winning. Without winning, I still would have had a job, I believe. But the fact that I was able to, to, to suck up, you know, within me, the ability to, to look past a, a, an ache and a pain and, and just get, to get the job done that I needed to, that's what I'm proudest of. Did you get heat after you won? Like oh, you win, you're proud of yourself. Yeah. People got to be upset. Like you said, they're worth oh, yeah. 50, $50, whatever. And you show charisma, you show all this ability, you show this on TV. They weren't able to do that. You're on TV. You're famous. They're not heat. I went to let's famous. Nah, I like, I, whenever anybody says the, the, the famous word, you know, I, 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 I <laughs> graciously push back. Wrestlers are famous within a very small clique of of that community. Niche um, it would say what niche audience? Yeah, very bingo. That's a perfect way to put it. You know, um, I, I I believe someone's famous if my mom would have heard of heard of them. You know, <laughs> like that's my mom wouldn't have known. Like like I you know I meet a lot of people at signings or whatever, and and they'll come up and they'll be. You know, they'll be with their, their parents who drove them there and I'll be signing and I'm like, oh, is this mom? And she's like, and they'll always be like, yeah. And she's like, and they'll be like, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, that's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, famous, not so much. But um, the heat that I got was regular heat. It wasn't from the tough enough people. You know, the heat I got was just from the people who literally saw thought you know, this guy got, you know, he got a, he got a ride I didn't get. Now, did I take an opportunity that they wouldn't have taken? Of course not. Every one of them, every person that was mad at what I got would have done the same had they been given the opportunity. I mean, do you disagree? Do you think they would have? Of course they would have. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell, yeah, absolutely. hell yeah. Um, I remember WrestleMania 18, I took Test. Do you remember Test? Oh, yeah, of I course. I took his spot in WrestleMania 18 um, to wrestle Goldust, where I was the hardcore champion. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I got so much heat with him. Well, Test, you know, you know, prior to his passing, and God rest his soul, I miss him daily. Um, you know, he became one of my best friends. And, you know, he passed in 2008. But I, uh, when I moved down to, to Florida, um, I hung out with him as soon as I moved down there because I, I didn't know anybody. And we were going out to eat one night, and he was like, in his voice, he was like, I hated you for a while, bro. He's like, but you turned out to be pretty damn cool. <laughs> and it's just like anything, you just have to, you have to just prove yourself to people. And once I proved to myself that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there just to try to become famous. I wasn't there to try to, 
um, you know, try to take a, a shortcut to anything. I just love the business. And I, I love the athleticism of it. I love the entertainment value of it. Like when I get to go out with ISPW, I am a heel in every sense of the word. Yep. And then the moment that the show's over, I'm the one hugging people and, you know, and you know, telling the kids, thanking them for coming out. And, and I love that aspect of the business. I love the fact that I get to go out, be something that I'm not and, you know, and, and, and have fun doing it. Now, I don't know if you heard of this guy, but the undertaker is going to be in the hall of fame this year. You kind of made him famous a little bit in 2002. Uh, this guy, who? the undertaker. Yeah. I'm, hold on. Yeah. Hold, 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 hold on a second. Let me, <laughs> let me write his name down. I'm, I'll look him up. Yeah. I'll yeah. look him up when you say, you say he's important. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about working with the undertaker? Because just going oh, back man. to Royal rumble, 2002, that's one of the like shocking moments as a fan. Yeah. You, you, you're a smart fan. You're getting older. You're, starting, you're like, I didn't see that coming. Like, Holy crap. That was awesome. Yeah. And then of course he quote unquote makes you famous and beats you up afterwards. But yeah, well, that was awesome. Yeah. Gave me my career. Yep. Like hands down. Um, would I have had the run? Would I have had the career that I had without him? Absolutely not. You know, just the guy knew how to do business. The guy, I, if you walk into that locker room in 2002, 2001, there's two people, two people that immediately intimidate you. That's Vince McMahon and The Undertaker. And, you know, other guys, yeah, they're intimidated, they're big, they're, you know, you got the rock, the rock, you know, you to the coolest guy on television. But Undertaker is just like he's walking around and it's almost like literally like a god walking there. And then, and then Vince is Vince. <laughs> yeah. I always tell people, you know, they're like, what's Vince McMahon like? And I'm like, he's a businessman. He signs the front of the checks, I sign the back. So, um, <laughs> but Taker, the fact that he was able to, you know, because he didn't have to do what he did. The the fact that he he had the foresight to, you know, you know, put me over by letting me eliminate him. You know, that just it gave me a career. You know, what happens to me? I'm not, I could have very well been lost in HWA or in in you know OVW in the developmental for years. With him, I wasn't. You know, I immediately had clout. I immediately had. You know, uh, a little bit of this guy is meant to be here. And he did that all on all on his own with doing what he did for me. The announcer selling it hits facial expressions. I mean, just mm. then and there, it's like, oh, my God, this upset oh. kid, Maven. I mean, boom, it got you over in an instant. It got me over. And what you see, I don't know if you remember, but they I eliminated him. He you know, sells, gets up turns and looks at me and then the camera pans back on my face in the ring after i did my jumping yep. celebration do you remember what i'm talking about yep oh yeah and then you and then you see fear on my on my <laughs> face yes most people most people are like that's a you, that that's some great acting there uh-uh i wasn't acting i was legitimately terrified at that moment like legitimately for a, for a uh, like uh not even working i was a shoot terrified because I didn't know if I kicked him too hard. I just remember when we were going over it during the day, you know, with his back to me, he told me, he's like, when you give me the drop kick, he's like, I can't sell it if I don't feel it. He's like, lay it in. And so I didn't know if I kicked him too hard. I didn't know what, but it just goes to show how great he was because 
the look he was giving me for real scared me. And then we get backstage and after I went through the popcorn machine and everything, um, you know, he's just telling great job kid. And just, I, I, I was on cloud nine that whole night and I had guys from HWA calling me and telling me um, that they were, they were proud of me. Um, you know, I mean, at the time I was living with, and there's a name for you. If you go back, you remember easy money. Oh yes. Jason jet. Oh yeah. Easy money. Oh, look at Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, it was still one of my good friends. I speak with easy quite frequently, but I was living with him at the time. I showed up to HWA and it was easy money. Shannon Moore. Um, Oh my gosh. Who else? Oh, uh, what was his name? Um, Johnny, the bull. Remember Johnny the Bull? <laughs> yeah. Stamboli, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, oh, uh, there was one other guy. Uh, and we all lived in the, and they, they let me come and crash on their, on their couch. That, you know, and I stand up staying with easy money for the longest time. And, you know, I think for a while I even slept on his floor at HWA. But they, they're calling me and they're you know, genuinely happy with the, you know, the success that I had, had gotten that night. And, you know, it's, I look back on those moments of life and I know I'll never be able to recreate them, but just, just the sheer sense of accomplishment. Um, I've, I, I, it's, it's always going to stay with me as, you know, you can, you know, in life we have to learn that we lose everything. Eventually everything goes, you know, you know, you lose your good looks. You lose <laughs> your fight against uh, your, your your fight against uh, staying in shape. Uh, you lose the people you love. You know, we lose jobs. We lose money. Um, but that's one thing I'm never going to lose. I'm going to have those moments and those memories to carry me um, for the rest of my life. Were you eventually at one point? Because I know after all this, obviously, you know, you have the title mm -hmm. match with Jericho. Yeah. You have like a little mini yeah. there. Were you ever destined for like they like did they ever say anything like you're destined for this or icy title or world title? Did they ever tell you anything like that? Yeah, they did. Icy title. They had me um on an icy title run and uh or uh, path um that because that was when I switched over uh from babyface to heel. Yep. But being the fact that I was still so green, I mean at the time I'd only been in the business a few years and only worked you know babyface. And when you're learning, you know, to wrestle as a heel, it's completely different because you, the heels in America for anyway, anyway, the heels lead the match. You know, you're in charge of, you know, pretty much everything. And um, I think the fact that I was still learning as much as I was, you know, put that, that title hold on, you know, on the shelf for a while. And, but then came along um, Simon Dean with Simon system and stuff. And, you know, it was just, I mean, it was, a marriage made in heaven once i started working with with nova and i mean he's another one who just you know probably could have should have got a bigger run than he did you know just amazing worker um but i learned so much with working through him and i learned that i never want to wrestle as a babyface again i only want to be a heel because it's so much more fun i love it was there ever any real consideration to you being an evolution member with the, the triple h faction yeah, and, and I hear this quite frequently. The evolution, um, I heard rumblings backstage about it, how true they were. I was never approached by anybody from the office. I was never approached by anyone even in evolution. 
about it. Mark Jindrak was the one who, I mean, they actually shot vignettes with Mark. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, Jindrak was going to be the Batista uh, character, you know, before they picked Dave. I mean, they did, you know, so, you know, I, I, I don't think there was ever any, any um, legitimate, you know, possibilities of, of an evolution run. You know, just rumblings and stuff. You, but you hear that kind of stuff, you know, backstage all the time. Like I heard, for instance, when I uh, when I fought Jericho um, at the time, he was the unified champion. I mean, he had the WWE and the WCW belt at yep. the same time. I think there was more truth, and they they were thinking about giving me that title for a week. You know, let me have it for a week and then drop it. You know, do one set of house shows and then drop it. I, there was probably a better chance of that happening. Than me being an evolution, but at the time, also at the time, I think about this. At the time when evolution came came about, I was just still too. I did. I just I wasn't seasoned enough in my wrestling career mm. to you know to you know I, I, entertainment wise. Could I have went out and kept up with the the, the pre tapes, and could I have kept up with the you know the 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 character portion of it absolutely you know i'll put my promo skills up against most anybody's um but in ring i wasn't at the i was not at the stage of a randy orton obviously definitely not a triple h or a rick flair you know i don't even want to consider that but um you know i wasn't at the stage uh, wrestling wise that a mark Jindrak or or a dave batista was so <laughs> they made the right right choice they definitely teased you though, as far as like the top nah, of the car, evolution and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they, definitely. They they did, and I had a blast doing stuff with that. I still, you know, I haven't seen Dave in a while, but I always laugh and tell him I have a pinfall victory over you. Yeah. There was that one episode where I slapped him in the face. I think I walked up, I smacked him in the face, and we're running into the ring, and with a roll up, got a one, two, three on him. <laughs> you got a couple big upsets. You beat Undertaker for the hardcore title. Like, yeah, a yeah. couple big upsets there for a couple, you. I, I beat I you know, I beat Taker I beat uh, uh, Batista I beat Scott Steiner <laughs> you know I yep. had I had him at a, on a couple house shows and you know so you know a kid that grew up watching I, mean, I grew up in Virginia in the country and you know I remember my Saturdays were devoted to watching professional wrestling you know to, to grow up knowing you know what what I you know what I loved as a, as a, as a youth and as a child to be able to do what I did. I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy with that. What was like the high watermark for you in, in your career? Hmm. I don't want to say everybody would think it was the, um, uh, the rumble, but it's not the, the benchmark high watermark for me mm -hmm. was the night that I was the GM in Indianapolis. It was after survivor series. Um, I think it was, shoot, I want to say me, Jericho, Benoit, and I forget, and Orton versus, um, this was after the revolution, I think disbanded. And I think we went up against, I, I want to say Edge, Gene Snitsky, Triple H, and I forget who the fourth Jericho, was. maybe? It was Jericho, yes. And the, um, the, I don't know if you remember, but the winner of that got to be GM yes. on yep. Raw for the next four weeks. And they kicked it off with me. I didn't think they were. I thought they were going to kick it off with probably, you know, Orton or some, just somebody to give, just to give the moment, you keep the momentum of that going. But the fact that they used me, you know, I was in a little bit of shock. 
but that night, you know, and and when you're in the business and you're doing a, a live show, you realize they have it's they do it they split it up into segments, you know. So you might be like, you know, hey Orton, what what are you in tonight? And he'd be like, oh, I'm in segment, you know, I'm in segment two, seven, and 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 sixteen, you know. And if you on a regular show, if you have three segments, that's a good amount of work that you're going to be doing. I was in eleven of the sixteen segments on the show. I had two promos, one of which to open the show, one of which in the middle of the show, and then my live stuff with. And then we had a couple pre tapes backstage. Now pre tapes, though, you can you know if you fuck them up, you can redo them. But the live stuff, I mean, it's live. And and then I had my stuff with Hunter. And on top of that, I had I want to think I think it was. About 18 minutes that Hunter and I had in the in the in the actual match. Now, Hunter could work with a mop for 18 minutes and make the mop look good. Now, I don't want to think it was no not me one did. Hunter is the best when it comes to in ring work. I'll give him all the praise in the world. Um, but just at the end of that night, you I I knew I could carry a show. And I never looked at, at, at ratings or anything from it, so I don't know how they ended up. But I just remember going through the you know, curtain of Gorilla and looking, and Vince looked at me, and he just went, good shit, kid, good shit. You know, and that was <laughs> all the praise I needed. So that's my high, high water uh, mark. That is great. But as we yeah. as head, head towards the finish, we head towards the wind down here. Any regrets in the business? Anything you wish you would have oh. done? Tons, absolutely. Um, my main regret, I would say, um, I was a kid. I was in my twenties, you know, and and I remember that, you know, Johnny Ace used to tell me all the time, you know, get out, get in the ring, work with fit, you know, but you know, before before the show, you know, and you'd have all these, you know, guys and girls in there just working on their craft, um, and. I, I did it at the very beginning, and then I don't know if, if it was it just – it wasn't laziness. I guess I just believed, you know, ah, I got it. You know, this is – you know, I got I know what I'm doing. When, you know, and I remember, you know, Stevie Richards used to be in that, you know, down at that ring every – before every show, just working on stuff. There would be guys that would be down there just literally working on their craft, and that never was me. And if I could go back and tell young me, it would be that. Get your ass there, uh, go to catering, get your food, and then get down to that ring and work on. I would go down there and I would work on my match with whoever, with with whatever agent I had or whoever I was working with. And once we had the match done, I'd go to the gym or go just back to whatever. And that's my regret. If I would have been out there, because I had fully admit, wrestling, I – I, I was an average wrestler, you know, I wasn't going to make you look, I wasn't going to make anybody look bad, but I wasn't going to be the guy that was out there, um, you know, you're just blowing the roof off the place. Now, I believe I had enough athletic ability where with a little bit more effort, I could have been, you know, you know, putting forth a lot better matches. And that's, that's my regret. I have no one to blame on that, but myself the blame hundred percent lies with me. Now, of course, that's a good. Hey, that's a good question. I haven't been asked that before. That's a great question. Oh, wow. Great question. Yeah. Yeah, Never been asked that. 
I'm always curious with guys because you know there's have so much that's going on in their career, but they're always like, what did they do? What didn't they get to be able Man. to do? You know, and yeah. you know what? And, and so many people, and I've heard interviews, and so many people want to place blame, you know, mm-hmm. over yeah. here and over there. Yeah. And if this if this ball would have dribbled bounced this way, I might have been able to do this, or if this would have done this, I could have had my shot. No, the fact that I had the career that I had was totally, and it's it's a thousand percent on me, the thousand percent. And I have no doubt one bit that if I wouldn't have been down there doing, listen to what Johnny A said, getting getting better at my craft. You know, Shelton Benjamin was another one who was down there at the ring the entire day. And Shelton, if I would have said, Shelton, will you get in the ring and work with me on this? He would have done it in a second. In a second. You know, Regal used to get in there and help me out with stuff. And, and the, the fact that I had like literally these these you know legends at what we do you know william regal and fit finley i mean that's literally like you know being able to take you know you know lessons from the two of the best to ever do something and i had them at my disposal and didn't take advantage of that no i'm not gonna place blame on or point a finger at anybody that's a thousand percent on me i have to own that of course. And that's what, hey, and that's what keeps me up at night. That's mm. what keeps me up at night. Not that beautiful skyline. That That, that, that is pretty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is pretty. I I, uh, I was showing you earlier, this is, this literally, that's the uh, the, the Freedom Tower right there. Yeah. I awesome. mean, we're in the, yeah, we're in the heart of the financial district right here. And, and this is, uh, you know, and, and we got, more, you know, got it over there. Yes. Yes. I got my I got my post uh <laughs> post <laughs> post work uh drinks over there. But this is you know, I, I don't like like looking at the past too much unless I'm gonna learn off of it. And unless I'm gonna figure out how to grow and how to uh to make me just better at anything that I do. But that's a great question and and I'm I'm able and I have the ability to to look back at my career and know that anything that held me back, it wasn't the writing and it wasn't the, the it wasn't anybody I performed with. It wasn't no. politics. It wasn't, although I turned my speaker off on the, it wasn't the, um, you know, politics or, or, you know, somebody having heat, you know, I had heat with somebody. No, it was the fact that, that my ass believed, I believed my height. I was riding with Randy Orton, who was probably what I, I to me for my money, I think Randy's the best to ever do this, this business. I think, and that's, you know, you talk about five tool baseball players. Randy is, is, to me, he is everything in this business. And at the time I was riding with Randy <laughs> and I guess I thought that it was going to be osmosis and it was going to trans transfer over to me. Right. Right. Just yeah. by riding with him, but it doesn't work like that. And the world life meets nobody halfway. If you want something, you got to get off your ass and go get it. And I didn't. I didn't, you know, and, and I'm perfectly capable and able to admit that. So, of course, got to mention ISPW again, March 25th. Absolutely. Ottawa, New Jersey. Give us yeah. one last one last big push why everybody should go to the show. Yeah, if you are, obviously, if you're watching this, you're a fan of professional wrestling in some way. If you are a fan of um, the older school wrestling, come out. If you are a fan of the new school wrestling, come out. We have something for 
everyone. And what I love about what the wrestling that I'm able to do now is it's literally putting the fans kind of in the show. I will have worked with Danny. He's out there jawing with the crowd. He's going to people. He's he's having a good time bringing the crowd into it. I'm doing the same. And um, anyone who comes out there, I guarantee you it'll be a night of entertainment that you're going to wonder when the next show is. And the guys, the guys that, that are on the ISPW uh, uh, slate, oh, my gosh. Every, every one of them. Every one of them could be on live television every week. Like, they are just such good workers. Uh, they're entertaining. I mean, you got something for everybody. Uh, Tommy's done a great job of bringing the best stable of talent and um, bringing in some, some, some guys, too, you know, from my generation, from, you know, generation after mine. Um, it's just a good, good show. You know, and if you're in the, the independent wrestling scene, I guarantee you, there's, you're going to find no better show. Of course, go to ISPWWrestling.com for tickets and more information. Great stuff over there. Get the Wrestling Collector Store, which is not that far away yeah. from Total. You got that, too. That Tommy I'll be there as well. Yeah. yeah so, I, man. I'll be there as well. He's killing it right now. He's got uh, awesome promotion. He's got this. He's got virtual signings. He's killing it. 80s wrestling. He's doing yeah, he has a he has a love, and you can see when somebody has a passion for something, um, what their product looks looks like. And you know, Tommy's love is transitioned into the the product that he puts out. Yep. And you know, he genuinely um, wants to not only make the fans happy, but he wants to make the wrestlers happy. And I'm happy to say he he succeeds on both fronts. And now, as far as you, social media, anything you want to get out there where fans can kind of find you? You don't really do social media. Yeah, no, nah, brother. <laughs> I don't know. Do <laughs> I, I, I wish I'd, you know, I'm thinking about maybe getting on it. That's, I, yeah, I probably should. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, to me, I see social media as uh, a younger man's game. I've used this mm -hmm. analogy before. I'm probably, I probably missed it by 10 years. You know, if I was 10 years younger, I would definitely be using it as a tool. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I tell people all the time, it's the, uh, I feel like the last guy to get polio the week before the vaccine came out. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, Maven, thank you so much for all thank the time. Thank you, brother. We'll see you in total on New Jersey on the 25th ISPW Wrestling. Thank you, Maven. Thank you so much, man. It's my pleasure. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.